welcome to Loose Podcast. There are misconceptions about mental illness that result in stereotypes and prejudice, which can be correlated with the symptoms and disabilities that result from that disease. These factors can be considered as sources of the social stigma surrounding mental illness. Much work needs to be done to fully understand stigmas surrounding mental illness. Researchers recently began studying this phenomenon. I would like to take a step further and talk about misconceptions correlated to stigmatizing attitudes. One of the misconceptions is that people with mental illness are homicidal maniacs who need to be feared. This is where our America's drug-taking culture takes place, when individuals decide to reject treatment in order to avoid stigmas, or avoid assistance to institutions and engage in self-medicating with illegal drugs, which can cause potential harm and impact their health. Another negative repercussion from these stigmas is that individuals suffering from a mental illness or in some cases a comorbid condition will not seek for help. These behaviors interfere with life goals of people with mental illness. Another aspect about our America's drug-taking culture I would like to mention is medication and DTCPAs or direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical advertising in relation to these stigmas. We can use the research conducted by Corrigan and his colleagues. They reached the conclusion that DTCPAs about psychiatric medication may increase the public stigma towards people with mental illness, but it can reduce the stigma amongst individuals who self-identified as having a mental illness. The results indicate that Cymbalta DTCPA worsened the attitudes of the general public. These participants were less likely to offer help, endorse recovery, and agree with self-determination attitudes towards people with mental illness. In contrast, the individuals who self-identified with mental illness also watched these ads, and they reported less blame, less dangerousness, less social avoidance, more pity, and greater willingness to help after viewing these DTCPAs. These are interesting findings. Now, what do you think? I think our society needs a change. A study conducted by Casados in 2017 concluded that education, protest, and contact can be used to combat these social stigmas. With education being the most used approach by providing information against common stereotypes or myths about mental illness. Public service announcements, such as videos, pamphlets, and websites, or even school workshops. Now, we are approaching to our most expected section of the podcast, and it is our cross-cultural facts section. For today, we will talk about different labels used to stigmatize people with mental illness, and we will have the opportunity to interview Sucreli Reyes from the Dominican Republic since I wanted to do a cross-cultural life research. I'm interested to know what does she have to say about these labels. Let's see. 
Hello, Sucrely, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're talking about social stigmas surrounding mental illness. Have you been in contact with labels people commonly use to describe individuals with a mental illness? If yes, what labels have you heard? Hello, Luz, and thank you for your invitation to join your podcast. Um, here in the Dominican Republic, I have heard words such as crazy, psycho, freak, weird, retard, insane, dumb, dement, and screwless. Thank you, Sucrely. It is interesting because in America's culture, these terms are commonly used as well with psycho and crazy being on the top of the list. Now, what do you think is the worst label? Well, I think all labels are bad, in my opinion. However, I am definitely against the use of words like that, like crazy, retard, dumb, weird, or freak. I think as part of our society, we should be working on reducing those stigmas around mental illness. We have to give these individuals the opportunity to be a part of our society and not to reject them. Wow, such an amazing reflection, Sucrely. Thank you for being part of my podcast today. You are welcome, Luz, and thank you for inviting me to your podcast. That was such an interesting cross-cultural fact. We now have enough information for a take-home message. I believe we should work on reducing these stigmas, primarily because the discrimination experienced by these individuals may actually worsen their mental health problem, making it harder for them to recover. Mental illness affects thousands of people, Do you imagine thousands of people with their mental health problem exacerbated? Or do you imagine thousands of people avoiding to take their medication? Mm, I wouldn't want to imagine that. For this reason, we have to make sure we avoid the use of labels and engage in activities to reduce these stigmas. I think there are several approaches that can help us eradicate or lessen this issue. For instance, we should talk openly about mental health. Educate yourself and educate others. You should also be conscious of our language. Encourage equality, show compassion to those with mental illness, and also let the media know when they're actually stigmatizing people. And of course, don't harbor self-stigma. Value yourself. Hopefully, we can work on these approaches to make sure we live in a society that encourages equality and respect for all individuals. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Until next time, Luz Podcast.